Podcast. Once you've started to write these values and learn what they are, especially within your sexual relationships, right? Your sexual energy dynamics with yourself or with a partner, asking yourself a term called your story gap. What is your story gap? Your story gap is the difference between the values or the stories that define you internally and that which you share with the world. Where am I deciding to share these values? And most importantly, where am I not? I'll use the example of my value of authentic expression or emotional sensitivity. I started to understand those values about myself, but I was still holding them in. I wasn't sharing them in my sexual relationships. I wasn't sharing them with my intimate partners. I wasn't sharing them in my dynamics. So your story gap is the difference and we want to decrease we want to decrease that gap we want to make it as small as possible if non-existent because now we are showing up equally in our inner world and our outer world welcome beautiful beings to season two of the cosmic love antenna podcast with your host harrison ma this podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health alignment and love now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Before we continue this beautiful chat today, wonderful souls, I need to jump in here to share something really exciting. If you've been following these episodes or you've been following me on social media, you know that I am in the process of releasing my first book, Your Cosmic Love Antenna, Define, Embody and Emit Your Unique Frequency of Love. And at the time of this episode release, pre-orders are now open. If you have been pulled to this show, if you're looking to understand the what, the how, and the why of love, if you're looking to apply some of the tools connected to your chakras, inner child, releasing religious trauma, ancestral healing, emotional release, and so much more, then this beautiful expression from my heart to yours is for you. If you are looking to channel more of your unique gifts and the divine frequency that you are, these pages will open all of this up. And if you're interested, all you need to do is go to cosmicloveantenna.com. That's cosmicloveantenna.com. And you can pre-order this book right now. If you pre-order, click on that link, put in your email you're going to get access to some special gifts that I'm only offering to those who get in before I release it fully. These gifts are going to be some more channeled meditations, activations, and some other surprises from my heart to yours. So head over to cosmicloveantenna.com, pre-order this beautiful expression, and I can't wait to hear how it shifts your life. If you're listening to this after pre-order sales, that same link can be also used to go to the direct purchase link. Sending love, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode today. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another solo sode of the podcast with just me and myself, setting the intention to give you some guidance, some love, some insight on a topic that is needed. 
a topic and discussion that, in my opinion, needs to be had more in this world. And this is part three of the Chakras and Your Sexual Energy series that I'm doing here on the show. If you've joined for the first two parts and you loved it, then the the joy, the pleasure, the sexual energy is going to keep going. So before we get into all of that, as always, I want to welcome all the people joining on Facebook, on LinkedIn and YouTube. If you're joining live here today, remember, you can always engage with me, leaving comments in the chat and and your questions down below. I'll pull them out where I can and add you in to this discussion. If you're listening on the podcast, please share this out far and wide to anyone that you feel it can help, a friend, a family member, a lover. Remember, we are not disconnected. We are connected. And when you share information like this, you emphasize that expression. And if you go over to Apple and Spotify, leave your feedback, that tells me what you need more of. So if you want more topics like this in the future, you can go leave that on Apple and I will take your love and add it into the show as well. All right. Uh, welcome, Ali. I see you there in the in Facebook, my friend. Thank you for joining. So today here on the show, what are we talking about? Why should you listen? What are we doing? So as I said, this is part three of my chakras and your sexual energy series. This is a conversation where I'm going to be giving you practical tips, tools, and insights to not just connect into your chakras in general, but to, through the lens of sexual energy, stimulate that energy through the chakras, right? Using your chakra centers to open up more of your sexual energy, either with yourself or with a partner. And today's focus will be the solar plexus. I've done episodes on the root, the sacral. Now today is the solar plexus. We're going to be talking about healthy ego identity, anger, powerlessness, and boundaries, the masculine side of this chakra in regards to your muscles and your movement. I'm going to be giving more breathwork exercises, and I'm going to be talking about the twin flame. So stick around to the end of this episode so you soak up all of the chakra and sexual energy goodness. Before I get into some tips here, as I like to do on these shows, on these solo episodes, I want to take a moment to give some love to a community member who has left a beautiful review over on Apple. This is from Mana Kate, and, and Mana Kate says, Harrison is a longtime soul connection. Harrison immediately connects with listeners, making them feel like lifetime long soul connections from a very from the very get-go. His huge heart, lived wisdom, and natural emanation of love radiates through the sound waves and lands in those tuning in, increasing vibrational frequency through his love. A much-needed energy in this world. Thank you for being so light. Love received. Mana Kate, thank you for the beautiful words. And again, if you want to leave your love, you can do so over an apple. Okay. I'm so excited to have so much to share, so much to get into. Ali, you're just reading your comment. Oh, wow, the solar plexus came up in the analysis of resonance today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ali, I assume you're referring to the Healy. For people uh, that don't know what the Healy is, definitely go back and listen to an episode I've done on that frequency device, and it's heavily connected to 
the chakra centers. So let's get into it today. I have so much to share and little time. So I want to give you all of the goodness today with all things, the solar plexus and chakra energy and, and chakra healing. I would highly recommend go back and listen to part one and part two because the root and the sacral, remember the chakra centers, they flow upwards. So we are at the solar plexus because we've done some work on this, on the root and the sacral. So remember, this is how you should approach chakra healing. They are not isolated. Everything is connected and the chakras are no different. So I would encourage you to listen to those first two parts, then come back to this one and then continue. So the first theme here within the solar plexus. And when I say themes, the reason we want to hit on the different themes of the chakra today, the solar plexus, is because your chakra centers are a bridge. They are a bridge between emotional release, spiritual connection, and physical response. So if you're looking today with the intention of sexual energy expansion, in my opinion, the best way to increase that sexual energy expansion is through the chakra centers because they are the holistic bridge that connects to your heart, your whole being. And I've spoken about this in the other episodes, but just keep this bridge in mind as we continue forward. If you're reading my new book, I talk about this a lot, right? This is why the chakras are so powerful. They, they are a wheel, right? They are a vortex of energy that stimulates our whole being. So with our intention of sexual energy release and, and, and emanation, your chakras are the tool, in my opinion. And so the themes we're going to be hitting on with the solar plexus have that at their foundation, right? This understanding that they, it connects us to our holistic nature. So the first theme here today that I'm going to hit on, the first theme here today is your healthy ego identity. And probably one of my favorite topics, again, if you're reading my new book, it's the second chapter, second chapter, yeah, second chapter, your healthy ego. And it's important because most of us don't have a healthy ego. (laughs) Most of us have an imbalanced ego. Most of us have an ego, which I would define as a thought complex or a thought structure or a belief structure, your your individual identity, that individual identity, which first is formed in the solar plexus, in your energetic anatomy, that ego identity is defined for most of us by our wounds, our traumas, our shadows, our past pains. So we then become those past pains And then we create the reality, projecting it onto our outside world. So this is an unhealthy ego. This is an example. If I have an inner child wound of abandonment with my mom, my dad, my caregivers, I haven't healed it. That wound becomes my identity. And I project that identity onto all my relationships. A very simple and basic example. But most of us are doing this, myself included. So in terms of our 
sexual healing and our sexual energy, this is very significant because we cannot even begin to sexually stimulate ourselves or the partner we wish to share our energy with if we're stuck in these ego stories of pain, illusion, trauma, and separation. So this is very significant to start to see and understand. And I'm going to give, and there are many, <laughs> we could do a whole episode just on this theme alone. And there are many tips and tools. But the one I'm going to give here today, the first one I'm going to give, is starting to define what your healthy ego values are. What are the aspects of your identity that you wish, you wish to cultivate, you wish to embody, you wish to express and project onto the outside world? Because let me be very clear. You are a creative being. You are always creating your reality. Unfortunately, most of us are creating an unhealthy reality through our wounds from our ego. So to start taking, start bringing balance back to the ego center through the solar plexus is by going within and asking ourselves, what are our values? What do we stand for? What makes Harrison Harrison? What makes you the individual soul that you are? And this is so important because most of us are not asking this question. Most of us are not going in to even have this discussion, let alone start defining them. So take this prompt and write a list. doesn't have to be long. Five to ten things that define who you are. What are your values? And I, I want to say this for all the perfectionists out there. You, this is not set in stone. This is not static. Your values shift and change throughout your life. So start to work out what they are currently for you right now. For me, for example, some of my values are authentic expression, sensitive and emotional connection, inner child expression, sexual energy embodiment. I can I can keep going, but these are just these are these are examples. So what are they for you? So write them down. Another tip here around this solar plexus healthy ego aspect is once you've started to write these values and learn what they are, especially within your sexual relationships, right? Your sexual energy dynamics with yourself or with a partner, asking yourself. And this is a term from, I think it's Jung, at the Jung or Freud or both, a term called your story gap. What is your story gap? Your story gap is the difference between the values or the stories that define you internally and that which you share with the world. The difference between that which is inside of you, your values, your story, your truth, and that which you share with the world. What I mean by this is for the, for, the, for the few of us that have actually started to define our values, beautiful. 
But the step beyond that is, okay, now starting to see where am I deciding to share these values? And most importantly, where am I not? Because in my experience, I'll use the example of my value of authentic expression or emotional sensitivity. I started to understand those values about myself, but I was still holding them in. I wasn't sharing them in my sexual relationships. I wasn't sharing them with my intimate partners. I wasn't sharing them in my dynamics. So your story gap is the difference. And we want to decrease, we want to decrease that gap. We want to make it as small as possible, if non-existent, because now we are showing up equally in our inner world and our outer world. And then finally, with this ego part is setting up boundaries around these values. Okay, I see a question, Ali. I'll jump to that in a second. Setting up boundaries in your sexual relationships where this sexual energy is flowing, setting up boundaries around these values. Right, so if you're, let's keep using my example, if one of your ego uh, identities, your ego values is authentic expression, then you could set up a boundary with your lovers, with yourself, to make sure that when that authentic expression value is not met, you take a step back or you communicate more. That this is just an example. But embodying these values also means setting boundaries because once we have defined what we stand for, we can now put a line in the stand, in a sand, to stand. <laughs> To, to embody these values. So boundaries are key. And I'll speak more about that a bit later. Ali, you're asking, would showing up confidently on video and sharing my truth be an example of a healthy ego? Yes, that is an example. And I would say to that, the healthy ego would continue if within that example of sharing your truth on the video, you didn't allow the inevitable wounds that will show up when you share yourself on that video to take you away. So for example, show up on video, share your truth. And let's say someone comes in and puts a comment of you look horrible or you sound like shit or you should stop talking. Your unhealthy ego in that moment would be triggered, would be wounded, and would shut off the video. A healthy ego would see that wound, feel that wound in that moment, but continue to share your truth, continue to share your love, continue to share your light in that moment because you haven't allowed the wound to identify you and thus take you away. So that's what I would do. Hope it helps. Uh, thanks for joining, popping in, Lisa. We'll see you next time. Okay, let's keep it flowing. So much more to express here today. So healthy ego with the solar plexus. That is the goal. Next up here, around your solar plexus and your sexual energy. In the sacral space, in the last episode, I talked about 
how there are certain emotions that will hold themselves uh, in specific chakra centers. So emotions are not just one area of the body. They go to, they can be held in all areas of the being. But in my experience, I've found that particular types of emotions hold a resonance with particular chakra centers. And thus, if these emotions are stagnant and suppressed, they will impact your sexual energy expression. And the emotion, <laughs> you can see me, you can hear me excited about this because it's so important. The emotion that holds itself, that holds the most uh, charge and challenge when it comes to your solar plexus and sexual energy is anger, is the emotion of anger. The relationship between your solar plexus and anger is vast. And there are many things that we could talk about. But I'm just going to keep it simple today. And again, in my new book, I speak about anger specifically. So you could go deeper into it with that resource. But today I want to highlight the, the types, the states of anger that we need to be aware of. Two, two unhealthy states and, and then the third state that we want to aim for. Okay. So anger, like all emotions, has an unhealthy state of repression. So when we hold in anger, we don't express it. We don't allow ourselves to feel it. We don't allow ourselves to move through it. It is repressed. And in relation to your sexual energy, if you're holding this anger in, especially within the solar plexus, remember what I said at the start of this conversation, the energy, the sexual energy that's building from the root and the sacral, it cannot enter the heart space if it is, if it's blocked or if it's complicated, that's a better word, if it's complicated with repressed anger. Okay, so I just wanted you to have this image, this repressed anger that's holding, right, from a physiological lens. We've all experienced this. When we've, we've, when we've held anger in, let me ask you, how does your stomach feel? How does your, how does your belly feel? How does your, you know, that whole area, this is, this, this, I just want to bring in the physical side for a moment here. There's a reason that people that repress their anger also have stomach challenges, have bowel challenges, have irritable bowel syndrome, right? all these things. Anger on the Hawkins scale of consciousness, which again, I'd recommend you look into. Anger, in its, it's above guilt and shame, but the way that anger is, it's very energizing and that's beautiful. But when we hold that energy in, it's not just dissipating, it's getting our attention in other ways. So we don't want to repress it. And just something to consider here, because I speak a lot about ancestral healing, a big theme of repressed anger is down our mother line. So we can all repress anger, whether we are male or female. I've repressed much of my anger. But down the mother line, the feminine body is has a habit of repressing more anger than the than the male body, right? This is no judgment, but this is just a a common common theme I've noticed. So in relation to you, whether you are male or female, look at your mother line for repressed anger, because this the repressed anger might not be yours. 
is what I'm getting at. It might be down your mother line and you can heal that. You can heal that for you and you can heal that for your mother. Next up here is the opposite end of unhealthy anger. So that we just spoke about repressed. Now we want to understand what's the, what's the other side of repressed anger. It is, it is rage. It is forceful anger. It is the type of anger that we've held in for so long, we've repressed it for so long, and then someone triggers us with maybe a word or a sentence or, a, or an action. And then we, we've, because we've been holding in for so long, it bursts out of us in a flurry of rage. And in, and in regards to our sexual energy and our sexual partners specifically, they are often the target. They are often the, 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 the goal, the direction that we take out the rage on. And I don't need to explain how this impacts your relationships. We can all, we can all have, we'll have experience with this. So we want to have awareness around this. We want to have awareness around this. At first, remember the act of observation is act of creation unto itself. So just seeing this in itself can help you move through it, understand it. And much like repressed anger that we were just speaking about on the mother line, rageful anger has a habit of holding itself in the father line down our father's side in the father itself right again this is no judgment this is not stereotyping this is just energetic anatomy and how it commonly shows up so you could look at if you have repressed anger whether you are a physical male or a physical female you can look at your dad and ask okay is this is this rageful anger mine or is this rageful anger something my dad has passed on to me? And how can I now heal it for me and for him? Right. And a way that we can start to heal both rageful anger and repressed anger is the next side of anger here now is in balanced anger, is expressing anger in a balanced way. Okay. What does this look like? So I'm going to give a couple of tips here. So balanced anger, I would first define as the powerful Mr. Gabor Mate states, balanced anger is putting your line in this, putting a line in the sand and saying, I matter. That's balanced anger. Balanced anger is using the energized nature of the anger emotion to be confident to stand in your truth, like I was just speaking about before with the ego identity. That's balanced anger. We don't suppress it. We don't take it out on a person, place, or thing in rage, but we use the anger to speak our truth, to share our what? Our values from the ego, to share the things that are important to us. So that is what we want to aim for when we want to express anger. A practice to do this that I share with people and clients and souls that I work with is when you notice anger in your body, and we all do, anger is the emotion we can pinpoint. When you notice it and you feel like you need to express it, a practice I recommend you do is first feeling it in that solar plexus and then asking yourself, okay, what is the truth here? What is the thing that I need to express? What is the value that this anger is connected to. 
as an example, as my example, let's say the anger is connected to my authentic expression, speaking my truth, speaking my truth with authenticity. Okay, there's anger around that. That's the truth. I've defined it. Step two, the most important step, is before that anger reaches my throat, reaches my words and my voice, I see that anger moving through my heart. I see that anger being washed and combined with love. Why is this important? Because if you don't mix your anger with love, what is likely to happen? What is likely to happen for most of us is we take that anger out on someone, right? We take it out on the person, place, or thing as rage. So step two is mixing that anger with love. What would love do? What would, I, what would it look like if I expressed this anger from a space of love? For most of us, the answer to that is standing strong in your values. Speaking from I rather than he or she did that thing. So mixing it with love and then step three, expressing it through the throat center. Speaking the thing, putting the line in the sand, saying I matter. Okay, this connects to our sexual relationships. This connects to our sexual dynamics because these are the things that are going to come up. We want to speak our truth. We want to communicate these things. Another way that we can express this anger, especially in relation to our sexual connections, is through the body. And I see a question, Ali. I'll come back to it in a second. Another way we can express the anger is through our body. Okay, anger itself can move through physical exercise, but we don't even need to express it. We can just move it, like boxing, going for a run, you know, getting out to nature, going on a hike. But in relation to the sexual energy, we can express that sex that anger through the sexual act, right? Not in an unhealthy way, taking not taking it out on the person, but using that confident, energizing anger. So we can move, right? So we can stimulate ourselves. So we can have the energy to do the thing, either with our own self-pleasure or with someone. So we're now using the anger itself, the emotion, to have it move through us. We're accepting it. We're embracing it. And we're using it as a foundation for our lovemaking. Okay. I didn't say anywhere in there taking it out on the person. You are embodying it. There's a difference. Okay. So I'll I'll land it there. I just want to read some of these comments and questions coming through. Again, if you're joining live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, you can leave your comments down below and I'll bring you into this conversation. Ali, you're saying, so if we held a lot of anger in the past and no longer feel that energy besides irritation, does that mean it's transmuted? Or does it move naturally in healthy channels because of the repeated healthy habits? Yeah, I would say yes to both those points. I would say yes if it doesn't hold that intense, because we feel it. We, know, we all know what ten, intense anger suppression feels like. If it doesn't have that charge, yes, you've been channeling it, right? Due to your healthy habits, due to your expressing of your truth, due to your exercise, due to all the things I just talked about, right? Good, good comment, Ali. Thank you for adding it in. So, and if you still feel the anger, Ali, you're saying, I still feel the anger, just not the rage. Yeah. 
So I would say anger is healthy, but rage is not. Okay, rage often leads to attacking people, taking it out on people. And that's, we never want to project full stop, especially if it's anger, right? And uh, Jenna, welcome. So strange how synchronous your messages hit home for me in exactly the moment I need them. You're welcome, my friend. That's how I roll. Okay, let's keep it flowing. I have so much more to hit on. <laughs> I'm going to try and get it all in. Okay, so just to summarize, we've been talking about the solar plexus and your sexual energy. We've talked about your healthy ego identity. We just talked a lot about your anger, healthy anger expression. Now we want to come back to powerlessness, boundaries, and taking your power back, right? This is a very big theme in the solar plexus, defining our power, giving our power away, taking it back, right? We've talked about this with your ego and a little bit with the anger, but now I want to give some more tips here, some prompts to see some other areas in your life where you are giving your power away. Because let me be very clear, you in your own personal reality of consciousness, you are the most powerful person in your reality. If you do not feel that power, you are giving it away in some way. Hopefully consciously, so you can see it, but for most of us, it's unconscious. So we need to bring conscious awareness to that which we're giving our power away to and take it back. In many ways, this is called cord cutting. In other ways, it's taught, it's called cleansing and releasing. All the same name, all the same thing. Okay, so in regards to our sexual energy and our relationships, this is very important because most of us, myself included, have a lot of past sexual relationships where we've created cords that we haven't cut. So they're now being triggered in our current relationships because we haven't taken that power back. Okay, so I am going to give you some prompts here. And I share these with clients that I work with, and I share them with all of you now to also tune in and tap in to bring conscious awareness to that which is unconscious, remembering that the act of observation is the act of creation unto itself. So just seeing these chords in themselves helps you release them, but then you can take inspired action on top of that if you feel called. So the first prompt here to ask yourself is where, and this is in all of your relationships, all of your life, where are you saying no, where you really mean yes? Where are you saying no, where you really mean yes? Another way to say this is where are you stopping your creation energy or your sexual energy because of some story? because of some limitation, because of some past event, because of some trauma, some pain? Where are you saying no, where you really mean yes? So journal on that prompt. And then the opposite end of this, where are you saying yes, where you really mean no? Where are you saying yes, where you really mean no? So these are your boundaries. These are, going back to what I said at the start, this is connected to your story gap. Both of these are. You're saying the opposite of what you actually need and want and deserve in the moment. So just journaling on these prompts in all areas of your life, because we're talking about sexual energy today, I would encourage you to do it in your 
sexual relationships and your sexual dynamics, where are you saying no where you mean yes and where are you saying yes where you mean no? Take it even deeper. Once you've defined these, you can ask yourself, what is the story behind this? What is the story behind this inability to say no? What is the story behind this inability to say yes? For example, some of my stories are, I said, I said no because I, I was told that boys can't express their emotions. I said yes because I felt I needed to please that person above myself. I said yes, i.e. I didn't put up the boundary because I was concerned and worried and fearful that that person would reject or abandon me. Okay. These are just my examples, but what are your stories? And then the last question to ask yourself is where did you get these stories from? Where did these stories begin? If you know, if you know the person that gave you the story, that would be another thing that you could add. My dad, my mum, my religious leader, my cultural leader, the news, social media. These are some examples. So the more specific you get, the more conscious awareness you bring. The more conscious awareness you bring, the more action and choice you take back. So because we're talking about sexual healing and sexual energy here today, an example to look for these where you're saying no, we mean yes, or where you say yes, we mean no, is looking at not just your sexual relationships, but the trauma that you've had around them, any abuse, any abandonment, any rejection, any guilt, shame, blame, judgment. Those would be perfect beds of opportunity to cultivate and to look for these stories so you can release them and take your power back and set up boundaries. So let me know how you go with those. <laughs> and you can leave these in your comments on, on the live or when you head over to Apple and Spotify, I'd love to hear how these prompts go right in the review section. And we can talk more about these in future episodes if they, if they resonate. Okay, let's keep it going. A few more here today to speak to around your solar plexus and your sexual energy. So next up here is, I want to highlight something interesting to become aware of when it comes to the chakras. As we go up the chakra line, there is a shifting of divine energies. And what I mean by that is the root center is predominantly a masculine, uh, a masculine chakra. The sacral center is predominantly a feminine center, emotions, feelings, tuning in. And then the solar plexus comes back to being a masculine chakra or a mas masculine energy center. As you've seen with all of the action and cord cutting and expressing your truth, right? As we've already been speaking about. Another thing to consider here with the masculine lens of the solar plexus in relation to your sexual energy is 
solar plexus has a very deep theme of connecting to your muscular skeletal system or specifically less of the skeletal system, more of just the muscles, muscles themselves and building your muscles and cultivating your muscles and strengthening your muscles. So with that awareness, the act of lifting heavy things, moving heavy things, using your strength, building your power and your strength and your muscles, this in itself can strengthen and optimize this center. And because we're talking about sexual energy today, this can be done in your relationships. This can be done through engaging with your partner. This can be done and in relation with them, right? Cultivating the strength together, right? Cultivating this movement of the muscles and the, and the building of the muscles together. And it doesn't have to just be in the sexual act, right? Getting curious and playful and, and testing out new things in the sexual act. That's definitely part of this strength piece. But it could also mean, you know, connecting to some kind of movement, strength building together, whether that's out in nature, right? Whether that's doing exercises together, whether that's doing some kind of some some kind of physical exercise and activity together, with the intention of cultivating this muscular growth. Because we could speak for days around the importance of having healthy having healthy muscles. But within this energetic sexual conversation, when we, when we are building the muscle system, right, what are we doing? We're adding in confidence. We're adding in strength. We're adding in power. Right? And all the things that we've talked about today, stepping forward to share your truth, right? Working out what your values are, right? Setting up your boundaries, taking your power back. Strength, power, muscles, they're going to help you with these things. <laughs> they're going to help you stand strong in your stability. So this is a short tip here because I want to move on to some other elements, but just keep this in mind. And it doesn't just have to be a physical thing. It is a physical thing, but it's so much more than that. It can be energetic, emotional, and sexual as well. Okay, let's keep it going. Next up here is I want to share a breath exercise with all of you. So with all these chakra centers in relation to your sexual energy, there is a breath exercise we can do for each of them. And the one we're going to do today to connect, I'm going to share two actually. One I'm going to give an example around. But these, these breathing exercises are set the intention to open your inner fire, right? The theme of the solar plexus, the element of the solar plexus is the fire, is the fire element connected to the strength, connected to the power, connected to the illumination and the light that we are expressing. And when we do a breathwork exercise, we are aiming through a, again, a masculine energy, through a sympathetic style of breath work to open that inner fire, right? And the exercise, the two I'm going to share, the first is one we've probably all heard of, is the Wim Hof style of breath work, 
right? The inner fire, the right? The the quick, fast-paced, uh, sympathetic style of breath work, where we're we're bringing in energy, we're bringing in the breath and centering it into that belly rather than the chest, the belly. That's one practice. But the one I want to share a bit slower here and give a bit more awareness around is is that style, the quick breaths. But I would combine it with alternative nostril breathing. And I'm going to break this down for a couple of reasons here. So for all the yogis listening, tuning in, you'll know what alternative nostril breathing is. But for all of you new to it, simply alternative nostril breathing is how it sounds. It's taking time to breathe in, hold, breathe out, and repeat through the alternative nostrils. And there are many reasons to do this. There are many functions behind this. The one I want to bring your attention to in relation to sexual energy is the balance of your divine masculine and divine feminine. Your left nostril is connected to the right side of your brain. Your right nostril is connected to the left side of your brain. And energetically, your masculine and your feminine. When we slow down and we intentionally bring awareness to both these sides, we now bring in balance. We now bring in equilibrium. So just doing this slowly has benefits. Okay, but remember what I said. This is in the solar plexus. We're aiming for heat. We're aiming for fire. We're aiming for speed in many ways, like the Wim Hof method. So you can combine the Wim Hof with the alternative nostril, right? And what this looks like is <laughs> left nostril for those listening, and then swapping to the right nostril. Right nostril for those listening. And the benefits of this, the why, why I like this a bit more than just breathing through the mouth like the Wim Hof style, is now we're bringing attention to both energies. We're bringing balance to both sides. And if you're moving throughout your day, finding yourself in a state of imbalance, which I find myself in often, this small method, this quick method of coming, bring attention to both sides, adding in the fire to both sides, can be what you need to come back to balance. So I would add it in for me, it's a good thing to do in the mornings. So as you're starting your day, you want to start off with balance. You want to start off with activation. Add it in there. And in relation to your sexual relationships, if we can add this in before the sexual act, either with a partner or with yourself, again, it sets the foundation of balance. It sets the foundation of the masculine and the feminine and both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. All right. So I hope that one, I hope that one resonates. Practice it out. Try it out for me. Uh, and Ali, you you've made a comment and inviting in more nitric oxide 
with the nostrils. Yeah. So that's a good point, Ali. And I'll just say for all the men listening, when you invite in more nitric oxide through the nostrils, because when we breathe through the mouth, we don't we don't create as much nitric oxide. We breathe through the nose, as Ali is saying, it it cultivates more of this uh, this chemical in the system. For men, nitric oxide is one of the components for a healthy erection, for a healthy for a healthy um, stimulation. So when we add in that nose breathing, especially with the with the uh, the fire side of it, the fast side, then that's going to help with blood flow in all the ways. So thank you for bringing that up, Ali. Good point. Okay, so last last piece here today on your solar plexus and your sexual energy. And this one is actually going to wrap everything up and flow beautifully on from what I was just what I was just speaking to around the divine masculine, divine feminine, and tuning into the balance. Okay. So because just because the solar plexus is predominantly masculine, like I said, it doesn't mean we need to forget the feminine. Right? This is about awareness. This is about asking what is needed. And I want to share a practice with you to do around the solar plexus and your sexual energy. And you could actually apply this to most of your senses. This is not solar plexus dependent, but I would use it. It is often where we first run into troubles around the solar plexus that we can apply this practice. So I could do a whole conversation just on this practice alone. I'm going to try and make it simple and sweet for you. Inside of your cosmic heart that is in you, that is all of us, that is the heart of God that we are, there is the divine twin flame. And the divine twin flame is the two sides of that cosmic heart, that heart of God that you are, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. This twin flame heart, we need to bring awareness around, as I've been speaking about in multiple ways through this chakra series. One of the ways we can bring awareness is dropping into a space and place inside of you called your divine heart temple. And I'm going to come back to this place in the next episode. So this is a little little uh, teaser here for the heart chakra. But there is a place inside of you, a place in your heart consciousness called your heart temple. And within that heart temple, we can call to our divine twin flame heart specifically with the intention to ask ourselves what is needing more attention our feminine portal to the left of us it is it likes to hang around uh three three to six feet as a portal to our left or our masculine side of the twin flame a portal to our right three to six feet out to our right so once we are in this temple, we drop in, we activate our twin flame heart, and we can simply ask the question, what is needed? Just tuning in to these two portals through your body and noticing what responds through the left side of your body, your left feminine, or the right side of your body, your masculine, how, in the, how the body responds 
how the body shows you symptoms and signs and pains and and any sort of dense emotion that's holding anger in relation to the solar plexus. Bring, just bringing awareness to those portals and the body can help you release and bring balance to your twin flame heart. Okay, and again, we can do this practice with all of your chakra centers, but I would I would recommend you add it into the solar plexus because again, a lot of us are holding in a lot of anger, a lot of we're too much in our masculine, or we don't have enough of our masculine. So this practice can be done in the solar plexus to tune in, to bring in either more masculine or more feminine. And the last thing I'll say around this, around this meditation in many ways, is understanding that as you try, as you do this meditation and you tune into this twin flame heart, and at first you don't feel anything, that's normal. Because your spiritual anatomy, your spiritual organs, that I would classify this as a part of, are like any muscle. They need attention. They need devotion. They need practice. So the more you do this meditation around your twin flame heart, the more sensitive you'll become, and thus the more value you would get out of it. The more that spiritual muscle builds. This is the same for all of your spiritual muscles, your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your clairsentience, your channeling, all the things. So I say this for all of you listening that do these kinds of meditations and it doesn't work the first time and then you give up and you say, it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't, I, I can't do it. It's a Harrison thing, but not me. And I would love, I say that's incorrect. It's just because for whatever reason, your spiritual anatomy hasn't been built. So start adding devotion and simply put the intention to begin of opening up to however it needs to express itself to you and not putting attachment or, or expectation that it needs to look a certain way. Because as soon as we put expectation and attachment one, we stop the unexpected from coming in, which is where most of the spiritual gifts lie. But two, we set ourselves up for suffering because now we've set our identity to the expectation of the meditation looking a certain way. And it's not. It's going to be different. Even though I've given you a framework, it, each of us are going to have a slightly different situation. And that's how it's meant to be. All right. So I hope that helps. I hope this gives you a lot of value today, as always here with these chakra episodes that we've been doing. A lot of tips, a lot of guidance. But I'm going to end here, as I always do, reminding you to take action. And you don't need to do all these things today. You just need to do one. You need to do the thing, the one component, the one practice, the one tip that I've shared that stimulated and activated your sexual energy the most because that's the thing you need. You don't need to do all of them. You just need to do one, but take the action. Don't just listen. Don't just receive. That's beautiful. That's feminine. We need that, but we also need the masculine. So how has this inspired you? What has this, what has this encouraged you to embody or to release or to cut or to practice and do that thing and let me know how you go.
Let me know what comes up. You can, again, leave that in your reviews on Apple and Spotify. That way I can see how this is helping you and what I can make more of. A reminder, this is what I do with the beautiful souls I get to help one-on-one. So if you want deeper support with these kinds of things, you know where to find me. You know who to reach out to. But as always, regardless, I send you love and I send you light for your practice around this today. Keep me updated with your flow. Leave it in the, if you're watching this live on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, leave it in the comments with the the practice that resonated most. But until next time here on the show, sending you so much divine light from my heart and I'll see you again soon. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric acid.